my name is Daniel here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. What's up, what's up, lovely and loved and valued and on purpose people. My name is Emma Mae McDaniel and I'm so thankful that y'all have tuned in with me today. Welcome to the Have You Heard podcast and faith comes by hearing. So grab your headphones and let's get into the word. that I think if you're familiar with like some pretty well-known stories of the Bible, this would probably be in that category of a familiar story. Um, It's the story of when Jesus feeds the 5,000 with very, very little. So I'm going to share um, this story with y'all. We're just going to read. It's in, we're reading out of Matthew 14 verses 13 through through 21 or so. And so if y'all want to follow along with me, that's where we'll be. And then I'm excited just to share the message message of encouragement that the Lord placed on my heart. So starting in verse 13, as soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. And this news that he had heard was that John the Baptist, who was actually Jesus's cousin, um, had been killed by King Herod. And Jesus has heard this news and This honestly isn't even what we're talking about today, but I think this is so encouraging to know that Jesus experienced loss and Jesus experienced being with like being with people and hearing news that devastated him. And he had to withdraw from those people to go process. He had to withdraw from the crowded, busy, noisy places to go be alone with God, to pray, process through the sadness, probably the frustration, and he had to grieve. Um, And so if you have, I know all of us have experienced loss in some way. And um, I just I want you to be encouraged to know that Jesus gets it. And I love in Hebrews 4 that we're encouraged that Jesus empathizes with us in our weaknesses. And so we can boldly approach his his throne of grace and ask us for help in time of need. And so boldly approach the Lord today with the sadness that may be on your heart, knowing that he is the God of all comfort, that he gets it and he is near to the brokenhearted and he saves the Christian spirit. And he wants to um, not only bring you comfort, but he wants to know that he relates to you and that he sees you and he understands you. So Jesus, he had to withdraw. He had to be alone in a remote place because he just heard that his cousin died and he was sad because We don't talk about it a lot, but not only was Jesus fully God, he was also fully man. And so he he went to a remote place to be alone, but the crowds heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. This blows my mind to see the selflessness and the intentionality of Jesus. Jesus just heard that his cousin died. He needed to go away and just process and let himself be alone with God because he was deeply sad. And yet he sees people follow him and he has compassion on them because he knows that they're bringing sick people to him, needing to be healed. And he takes a pause and he meets them where they're at. And later later in scripture, it says he does end up going to a remote place to be alone with God. But when he saw the need of people needing to be met, he put his own need on hold and went and met them and healed their sick because he had compassion on them. And just reading about that really blew my mind. 
That evening, verse 15, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away. So this, the whole crowd of people who saw Jesus and he had compassion on them, they're there like till the evening until it's late. And because Jesus was going to a remote place to grieve and be alone with the father, like all of these people are with him in a remote place. So that's why they're referring to it as that. They said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. He's like, we don't have, we have barely any food here, so we can't provide food for them. And so we need to send them away so that they can buy food for themselves. Verse, verse 16, but Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. The disciples are probably like, what is he talking about? There are 5,000 men here not counting their families, which is women and children. So there are thousands upon thousands of people that are here. And Jesus is telling that, telling us that we should feed them. So they responded in that they're like, but we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Like we have such a little amount of food and you are asking us to go feed all of these people. This could barely feed us 12 disciples. But Jesus said, bring them here, bring the five loaves and and the two fish here. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass and Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples who distributed it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted. It's not like they just had this super small amount that they had to make sure like, they had to ration all of the pieces of bread and the two pieces of fish. No, they had as much as they wanted. And not only that, they had leftovers, 12 baskets of leftovers. Verse 21, about 5,000 men were fed that day, in addition to all the women and children. And I was so encouraged whenever I read how the disciples are like, okay, Jesus, there are thousands of people here we're in a remote place. They're hungry. We only have five loaves of bread and two fish. We can't feed all of them. And Jesus is like, that isn't necessary for you to send them away to go find food in another place. You feed them. And when I read that, I was like, wow, how often do we find ourselves in positions where we like, could help somebody, we could encourage somebody, we should we could share the good news of the gospel with somebody. And yet we think that what we have to offer, we think that the strengths that we have, we think that the history that we have disqualifies us from being able to help the person in front of us. And yet we're confused before the Lord because we're like, I I don't I <laughs> I don't know why you're asking me to go help these people. I don't know why you're asking me to go approach these people and compliment them. I don't know why you're asking me to start a conversation with this person next to me on the airplane and tell them about you because I don't, I'm the least qualified person. As Paul said, I am the chief of sinners. I, I am not your girl. Like I am not the person to do that because these hungry people, when I was reading about them being hungry, I really thought like, in in another sense, like hungry people are discouraged. Hungry people are lost. Hungry people are broken. And we encounter those hungry people who are lost and broken and discouraged and, and in need of refreshment and in need of joy and in need of a good friend. 
we, we come across those people every single day, whether it's on the airplane, it's in the grocery store, it's while we're pumping gas at the gas station, it's while we're walking across our campus, it's while we're walking up the stairs in our apartment complex to go to our apartment and we pass by somebody who happens to be going down the stairs. It's when we're at the gym, it's when we're standing in line at the coffee shop. We pass by people every single day and all people are in need of encouragement. All people are in need of a refreshing conversation. All people are in need of being acknowledged and knowing that they're loved. And there are people who don't know about Jesus. They don't know that he loved them so much that he came and died for them and rose again so that they could be with the Father forever. And as children of God, God says in 2 Corinthians 5 that we are his ambassadors, ambassadors of Christ. And what does that mean? That means that we represent who Christ is. And he goes on to say that God makes his appeal through us. So through our lives as representers of Christ, God makes it known to the people we encounter throughout our day that he wants them to, that he loves them too, that he saw them worth dying for too. Our lives are literally out on display to to let people know how much God loves them. That's why God says, let your light so shine before all people so that they may see your good work, so that they may hear your kind words, so that they may see your boldness and your love for me, and they may glorify me, your Father who is in heaven. He says, you don't put a, it's been really fun being in my new apartment and me and Josh have been decorating it and seeing it go from a house into a home. And one of the things that I've noticed is we have bought lamps and the lamps we don't buy. And then we put a bowl on top of them or we put them under the bed as scripture says, because then what's the purpose of buying a lamp? The purpose of buying a lamp is so that it brings light into the house for everybody who walks in. So we put our lamps in places where they can shine and bring light to the whole house. And that is our life as believers. We are called to let our light so shine so that they can bring light into the lives of the people we get to encounter every single day. These are the hungry people all over the world, broken, discouraged, and lost. And Jesus is saying, it's not necessary that you send them away. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by... Hey, today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Faithful Counseling. So let's get real for a second. Is there something interfering with your peace, robbing you of joy, preventing you from carrying God's yoke that is easy and his burden that is light that he intends for you to carry, he designed you to carry? Are you walking through something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? I know that for many of us, that can be anxiety, depression, fear, or even broken relationships that can be holding us back. But this is where Faithful Counseling comes in. Faithful Counseling is a worldwide counseling service that is making professional counseling accessible, affordable, 
and convenient so anyone and everyone can face life's challenges and can get help anytime, anywhere. Faithful Counseling offers four different ways to get connected to a licensed counselor. You can sit down for video calls, phone calls, live chats, or instant messaging. Every counselor on Faithful Counseling is licensed by their respective state board and has over 3,000 hours of experience. If you think that Faithful Counseling is for you, you can sign up today and be matched with your counselor in 24 hours or less. Faithful Counseling is helping us live our healthiest lives in the comfort and safety of our homes. Be sure to check out Faithful Counseling at faithfulcounseling.com slash MMA slash. And how do we send them away? We send them away whenever we do believe that we're disqualified and we don't have what it takes to love them. We don't have what it takes to encourage them. We don't have what it takes to deliver the message of the gospel to them faithfully. We send them away whenever we don't see the importance of loving them, whenever we don't think that they need a compliment, whenever we are thinking and we're consumed with ourselves and what we're fearful of what they may think if we do initiate a conversation or if we do bestow an act of service or kindness into their life and into their day. We're, we neglect the, the calling of God on our lives to go into all the world and tell people about Jesus through how we live and through the words that we speak. There are tons of different reasons why we choose to send the hungry people away, thinking that we don't have what it takes. But I love Jesus's response to the disciples when they're like, um, we literally have five loaves of bread and two fish. Like God, it's like, it's kind of like Moses. Whenever God told Moses to go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let my people go, God was calling Moses to be a leader of his people out of captivity. There were hungry people who were hurting and who were made for freedom and made to be filled by God himself. And God wanted to use Moses to help lead these people into the freedom that God had for them. And yet Moses responds like, but God, I have a speech impediment. Like I I don't speak well. And he goes through all these excuses as to why God couldn't use him just as the, the disciples are like, but God, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. Like we can't feed them. And the Lord's like, but I am, I am, I am who you need. I will equip you because I have called you. You have everything that you need. Psalm 23, 1, in the Lord, you lack no good thing. And that's why I love Jesus says here because Jesus is the I am. He's the same God that was talking to Moses way back when in Exodus. And he says, bring them here. I know that what you think isn't a lot. I know that what you, like the story that you have, the life that you may be living, like you may not think it holds a lot of significance, but bring it here. I know the knowledge that you think you have of my word isn't a whole lot. And you feel like maybe, maybe the reason that you can't feed these hungry people is because you feel like you're afraid that if they ask you a certain question about God's word, then you're not going to know and you're going to buckle down and it's going to be, it's going to be a fail, failing conversation because you didn't have enough knowledge. God's like, bring your knowledge to me. What you have, who you are, bring it here. And that just encourages me so much because that literally wipes out any lie that we could possibly possibly believe that God would not use us. God says, 
I know that what you have may not seem like a lot to you, but bring it here. And in Ephesians 3.20, God says that I will do exceedingly and abundantly greater things than what you could ever ask or imagine, not according to your power, not according to your ability, but according to me at work in you and through you. So I I want to encourage you that... (laughs) They not only were fed, but they ate all that they wanted and there were leftovers. Exceedingly and abundantly more. Not because the disciples had exceedingly and abundantly more food to already give them, but because the disciples gave to Jesus what they had. They gave all they had. And because they were in full surrender to God, because they were in full obedience to God, God used what they saw as little, and he used it to bless people in a mighty way. Something that I wrote down um, as I was just studying this passage, and I was just so encouraged that though I may not have much and don't believe that I'm capable of helping people with what seems to be like the little I have, Jesus tells me to bring what I have to him. And through trust in him and obedience to him, I will see God use me to help people a lot more than what I ever thought possible. And again, the reasons that we send people away who are broken, who are lost, who are discouraged, in this case, who are hungry. Jesus says he is the bread of life. And that when we are like, whenever we give our life to him, whenever we take in what he has to offer, we will never be hungry again. Meaning we have found the place where peace is. We have found the place where life is. We have found the place where joy and contentment and hope is. And so therefore we're not, we're no longer hungry for those things because we have found where we can be filled on those things. Hungry people all throughout the world who need that. And why do we send them away? Because we're scared. Because we forget the power of God in us, that it's no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us, that the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives inside of me, that we are not our own, but we've been bought by God with the price and we are now temples of the Holy Spirit. The power of God resides in all who believe in him. And he's given us gifts on purpose, all for the purpose of going and feeding the hungry for going and encouraging the discouraged, for not for not sitting on an airplane and thinking, oh, I'm, I'm not going to start a conversation about who God is because, I mean, maybe they go to church back at home or I, I bet that they, they'll hear about it somewhere else or they probably already know or, man, they're probably going to think I'm really weird. No, what about how Paul says in Colossians 4 or 5 that we're going to make the most of every opportunity? especially when we're, when we're meeting with the hungry people, people who may not know who God is, people who are discouraged, and we're going to allow our words to be seasoned with salt and grace so we may know how to answer everyone. It doesn't matter. Like, yes, I'm going to be in the word every day. Yes, I'm going to seek the Lord every day because I want to always be ready to give an answer for the hope that I have. But I'm not going to wait until I have a quote-unquote perfect amount of knowledge before I start go loving people. I'm going to continue to fill myself with the word of God so that that is what comes out of my mouth. But I'm also going to start sharing with people who God is right now, trusting that God is going to deliver the words that he needs to be said to that person. The right time to do the right thing is right now. Those people were hungry right then. Jesus said, it isn't necessary for you to send them away. Bring what you have to me and be obedient to go. Be obedient to shine. 
Be obedient to encourage. Be obedient to make the most of every opportunity. Because your life is a mist. We're here one day and we're gone the next. These opportunities where we come across people every single day, they're opportunities to share the love and the hope of Jesus. And we were made to make the most of them. We were made to be compelled by the love of God. As I said earlier, we were made to be representers of Christ where God makes his appeal through us. Don't send away the hungry people that God allows your path to cross by today. That isn't necessary. You feed them with the power and the authority of Christ within you and by entrusting to God the story, the knowledge, all that you are, all that you have, and trust that he is who he is. And in him, you have everything that you need. And the lives of the people you come in contact with today are too important for you to not share the hope of Jesus Christ with them. You'll, I love you. And know that as I'm saying all this, I'm, I'm declaring that over my own life too. We're all learning together, learning to make the most of every opportunity together, learning to not discount the things that we've gone through, or discount the knowledge that we have, thinking that God can't use us. God is a lot bigger than that. I'm really proud of you. And I encourage you, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment down below. And if you're tuning in this into this via audio on the podcast, like comment like how, how it was that you got to encourage somebody today, how it was that you got to start a conversation about the Lord with somebody today, how you got to, how you got to give an act of kindness to somebody today. And their response may not always be thank you, or it may not always be that they say yes to the Lord or that, or uh, I think sometimes I was reading the book on spiritual disciplines and for the Christian life. And he was talking about in that book that like we sometimes allow our success, quote unquote, to be determined by how people respond. So if people respond in a way that is like they don't want to have anything to do with what you're talking about, or they think that you're weird, or they don't want to carry on the conversation, then you failed. And that is not at all. He, I love how he says it's not at all what failure is. It's success that you simply trusted God and you made the most of the opportunity in front of you. So share experiences that you've had of how you encouraged people, how you were bold to trust God and love the person in front of you. And I bet it'll encourage a lot of other people too. I love y'all. Be sure and rate and review and share it with your people and know that I love you and I hope y'all have the best week ever. Bye guys. I pray blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.